Hello everyone and welcome back to day 31 of Future Teens Medicine. It's Colette here and this is day 2 of oncology. So I wanted to start off with talking about the different types of oncologists and in this lesson we're going to be talking about six. Medical oncologists, radiation oncologists, surgical oncologists, pediatric oncologists, gynecological oncologists, and hematologist oncologists. There are many different types of oncologists and they will frequently work together since patients are often treated with a combination of therapies and treatments. So first up is a medical oncologist. Medical oncologists use targeted treatments such as chemotherapy, hormonal therapies, and biological therapies, and they are often thought of as the primary cancer doctor. Medical oncologists help their patients manage side effects and monitor their well-being throughout their treatment. Another type of oncologist is a radiation oncologist, and they use high-energy photon beams to target and destroy cancer cells. Approximately 50% of all cancer patients will have radiation treatment. Some cancers respond best to small seeds of irradiated material implanted in the effective area, while others respond better to intense beams of radiation that are so highly targeted they're called radiosurgery. Surgical oncologists are likely one of the first type of doctor that cancer patients will see if their primary care physician suspects they might have cancer. This type of oncologist will often perform biopsies on their patients, and they will also perform surgeries to remove tumors and the surrounding tissues, which are called the margins, and they will help you prepare and recovery from any surgeries during treatment. A pediatric oncologist diagnoses and treats children who have cancer. Approximately 175,000 children under the age of 15 are diagnosed with cancer every year. Some pediatric oncologists specialize in certain types of cancer, while some spend time researching different childhood cancers. Pediatric oncologists have the additional role and responsibility of educating and informing the families of their patients. Gynecological oncologists specialize in treating cancers that affect women, such as ovarian cancer, cervical cancer, uterine cancer, vaginal cancer, and vulvar cancer. Gynecological oncologists also treat complicated gynecological conditions such as endometriosis and fibroid tumors, which are benign. Hematologist oncologists are the last type of oncologist that we're going to talk about, and they specialize in treating blood cancers such as leukemia and lymphoma. And for more information on these types of cancers, be sure to check out yesterday's presentation and lesson. Hematologist oncologists also treat patients with non-cancerous blood conditions. I'm now going to use the rest of the presentation and podcast to talk about some of the different treatments and explain them. So the first treatment we're going to talk about is chemotherapy. Chemotherapy is a drug treatment that uses powerful chemicals to kill fast-growing cells such as cancer cells. There are a number of different chemotherapy drugs that can be used and they can be used alone or in combination with other chemotherapy drugs to treat different types of cancers. There are a number of different ways in which chemotherapy can be used to treat cancer patients. One way, and a primary and most common way, is to cure the cancer without the use of other treatments. Chemotherapy can be used as the sole treatment for certain types of cancer. Another way is to kill hidden cancer cells after other treatments. Chemotherapy can be used after other treatments such as surgery to kill any cancer cells that might still remain in the body, and this is called adjuvant therapy can also be used to prepare a patient for other treatments, and so chemotherapy can be used to shrink a tumor before other treatments are used, such as radiation or surgery. This is called neoadjuvant therapy. 
Finally, it can be used to ease signs and symptoms of cancer by killing some of the cancer cells, and this is called palliative chemotherapy. The risks and side effects of chemotherapy can be significant, including infertility, nerve damage, heart and kidney problems, and heart damage. But some more mild side effects include nausea, vomiting, hair loss, and fatigue. Chemotherapy drugs are given in a number of different ways. One way is through chemotherapy infusion, and this is the most common way. They are given intravenously through the arm or a device called a port in a vein in your chest. They can also be used through chemotherapy pills, and they can be taken in pill or capsule form. Chemotherapy shots is another method in which chemotherapy drugs are injected through a needle just as a traditional shot is. Chemotherapy creams or gels that include chemotherapy drugs can be applied to the skin to treat certain types of skin cancers. And chemotherapy drugs can also be used to treat one part of the body. They can be given directly to a part of the body such as the abdomen, chest cavity, or central nervous system. Chemotherapy can also be given directly to the cancer during or after surgery where the tumor once was. For example, disc-shaped wafers can be placed near a tumor during surgery that will release chemotherapy drugs, or they can be injected into a vein or artery that directly feeds the tumor. The drug and dose treatment schedule of chemotherapy depends on the type of cancer, the tumor's size, location, and if it's spread, otherwise known as the stage of the cancer, the patient's age and general health, and the previous cancer treatments that the patient has undergone. Another cancer treatment is radiation therapy. Radiation therapy is a type of cancer treatment that uses beams of intense energy to kill cancer cells. Radiation therapy most often uses x-rays, but protons and other types of energy can be used. Radiation therapy most often refers to external beam radiation therapy, in which high-energy beams come from a machine that aims the beams at a precise point in your body. A different type of radiation therapy, called brachytherapy, is when radiation is placed inside your body. How radiation therapy works is that the radiation damages cells by destroying the genetic material that controls how cells grow and divide. While both normal cells and cancer cells are damaged by radiation, the goal of radiation therapy is to destroy as few normal cells as possible since normal cells can often repair the damage caused by radiation. Radiation therapy can also be useful in treating non-cancerous or benign tumors. Radiation therapy, similar to chemotherapy, can be used for a number of different reasons. It can be used as the only or primary treatment for the cancer. It can be used before surgery to shrink a cancerous tumor, which is neoadjuvant therapy. It can be used after surgery to prevent the growth of any remaining cancer cells, adjuvant therapy, in combination with other cancer treatments such as chemotherapy, or it can be used in advanced cancer to alleviate symptoms. Side effects caused by radiation therapy vary based on what part of your body is being exposed to radiation and how much radiation is being used. In general, though, most side effects of radiation therapy are temporary, can be controlled, and may disappear over time after radiation therapy. Surgery is another very effective treatment for cancer. Cancer surgery removes the tumor and nearby tissues, the margins, during a procedure. Surgery can be the only treatment for the cancer, or it can be paired with other treatments such as chemotherapy or radiation therapy, which we just discussed. There are many reasons a patient might undergo cancer surgery. For one, cancer prevention. 
If the patient is at a high risk for developing cancer in a certain tissue or organ, the doctor may recommend removing those tissues or organs before the cancer has a chance to develop. It can be also used for diagnostic purposes. Cancer surgery may be performed to remove all or parts of a tumor so that it can be studied under a microscope to determine if it is malignant or benign. Surgery can be used for staging in order for the doctor to define how advanced the cancer is. The surgery will let the doctor evaluate the size of the tumor and whether or not it has traveled to the lymph nodes. Surgery can also be used as the primary treatment for cancer, which is the case of most cancers, as surgery can be the best chance for a cure and survival, especially if the cancer is localized and hasn't spread. Surgery can also be used for debulking, which means when it is not possible to remove an entire tumor, for example, if doing so is too dangerous and jeopardizes the patient's life, the doctor may remove as much of the tumor as possible in order to make radiation or chemotherapy more effective. Finally, surgery can be used to relieve symptoms of cancer in order to improve the patient's quality of life instead of to treat the cancer. For example, to relieve pain caused by a tumor. Hormone therapy is the last type of therapy or treatment that we're going to talk about. Hormone therapy is a type of cancer therapy that stops or slows the growth of cancer that uses hormones to grow. This treatment may also be called endocrine therapy. Hormone therapy is used to, one, treat cancer, in which hormone therapy can lessen the chances that the cancer may return or stop and slow its growth, or two, to ease symptoms, as it may reduce pain or symptoms, specifically in the case of males who have prostate cancer and are not able to have surgery or radiation therapy. There are two main types of hormone therapies, those that block the body's ability to make hormones and those that interfere with how hormones behave in the body. Hormone therapy is used to treat prostate and breast cancers that use hormones to grow, and it is most often used in conjunction with other therapies depending on the type of cancer and how advanced it is. When used with other treatments, hormone therapy can make a tumor smaller before radiation or surgery, which is neoadjuvant therapy. It can lower the risk that the cancer will come back after the main treatment, which is adjuvant therapy, and it can destroy cancer cells that have returned or spread to other parts of the body. Finally, I wanted to quickly talk about oncology nurses. The role of an oncology nurse is to care for individuals and their families as they undergo their diagnosis and treatments. The role of an oncology nurse includes many aspects of care, such as cancer education and prevention, screening, nurse navigation, nurse management, research, and direct patient care. There are also many areas of oncology that they can specialize in, such as hematology, bone marrow transplantation, immunotherapy, breast oncology, gynecologic oncology, genetic counseling, radiation oncology, surgery oncology, and chemotherapy. That is it for today's podcast. Again, I'm sorry this is a bit of a long one as yesterday's was, but I really hope that you enjoyed these lessons on oncology and thank you so much for listening.